0: Happy New Year. My name is Drake and I'm the pastor of First Christian Church and we want to welcome both First Christian and Maison to this New Year service that we're doing together. At First Christian and Maison, we are all about creating greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. I wanted to let you all know about January 8th, Vision Sunday. You absolutely need to be at the 5 p.m. live service for Maison Mission to hear all about the amazing things that God is calling FCC and Maison to here in Gainesville. We can't wait to see you there. This service, Pastor Kevin Brusher share a message about closing time. Once again, Happy New Year, and we can't wait to see you on January 8th at 5 p.m. for Vision Sunday. Hey, greetings, good morning, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Kevin Brusher, and if you don't know me, I'm the pastor of Maison Mission. Pastor Drake invited me to share a message with you today, and I am so excited and honored to have this opportunity to share with you. Um, a few years ago, when I was working at a different church as the worship pastor, uh, I shared a version of this talk. So if you followed me and listened to my talks... Uh, Some of this stuff might sound familiar. It's about this song called Closing Time, and I love talking about this song, especially at the end of the year. Um, Have you heard of it? Uh, It's a pretty popular song. It's by this band called Semisonic, and uh, it can be heard played in bars and bowling alleys, sporting events, and more. It's known as that song that gets played when you're trying to shut things down for the night. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And of course, there's that that anthemic chorus, I know who I want to take me home. It is such a classic pop song, and I love it. Um, Dan Wilson is the singer of the band Semisonic, and he and his wife, they were pregnant with their first child while the band was recording this record. The plan was to finish the record before the baby arrived, but we all know that with babies, sometimes things don't always go as planned. Wilson's wife, Diane, delivered their daughter, Coco, three months premature. The baby weighed just over 11 ounces. They were not sure that Coco would still survive. Um, the band and the label, they offered to stop recording until things had stabilized for the Wilsons, but but Dan said that he wanted to continue with writing and recording the record. Um, the song closing time is what resulted. You know, suddenly these song lyrics take on a whole new meaning, don't they? This room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. Time for you to go out to the places you will be from. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. And that chorus, I know who I want to take me home. (laughs) The words are flowing with imagery from his time spent in the NICU with his wife and daughter. In an interview, Wilson said that the song is about being born and coming into the world, seeing the bright lights, cutting the cord, opening up into something deeper, something more universal. My favorite lyric in that song is closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Hmm. When my wife Erin and I were expecting our first child, I will never forget the moment when we got to the hospital for the delivery. And we checked in and they, they sent us down this hallway and it just seemed endless. It felt like like it could have been three miles long and it was just empty and quiet. And I and I just remember looking over at Erin and, and looking and her looking back at me, and there was this moment of anticipation. We were terrified, we were excited. Part of us wanted to explode with expectancy while the other side just wanted to go back home. Can we do this tomorrow? (laughs) Everything in our life was changing in that moment. It was like that hallway felt like an empty beach and we were looking out into a vast ocean of uncertainty and endless possibilities. Everything we thought we knew was coming to an end. And as we walked into a new beginning down that hallway, one step after the other, something old for us was ending and something new was about to start. If you would, open uh, your Bible, if you have one, to Isaiah 43. If you don't have one, you can look online, Version uh, Open Bible. There's a couple different resources that you can look up there. Uh, but I'm going to be uh, reading Isaiah 43, verse 15 through 20. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something New. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. The key verse in here I'm looking at is verse 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? Hmm. God is doing something new. When God says that he's doing something new, our eyebrows should raise and we should pay attention. God's new isn't like our new. Our new is very much temporary, while God's new is almost always a reminder of his constant, unwavering character. So here are three significant examples in Scripture where God's new is happening. We see God's new in the creation story in Genesis, right? God reveals his creative nature and begins the story by starting to reflect parts of his character to us. He creates new things, the sun, moon, stars, the earth, creatures of the land, sea, and air, and they all reflect his beauty, power, and majesty. He creates humanity in his image and gives us community with him and each other so that we can know him. This is huge. Lots of God's new is happening here in this creation story, right? We also see God's new in his covenants and his promises. He's never failing, faithful, and true. He always holds up his end of the deal. He is trustworthy. In the Old Testament, he makes promises to Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, All of them telling of the right relationship that God wants to have with us. All of them new ways to see God's perfect plan. All of them pointing us to Jesus. And we see God's new through Jesus at the Last Supper when he passes the cup to his disciples and he says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Jesus changes the entire economy of his justice in that moment completing the need for burnt offerings and animal sacrifices as he presents himself as the ultimate endgame to sin, pain, and death. That's all new. You know, and then if we fast forward to the end of the story, in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, when the new heaven and the new earth arrive, God echoes the passage from Isaiah again, saying that he is making all things new. God is making all things new. However, in order for something new to begin, something old needs to end. Just like that song lyric says, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. (laughs) That's such a great inspirational quote. I post it on my Facebook uh, every year this time of year, and, and it gets lots of likes. It's so poetic and nice. It should be written on a calendar, But feel-good phrases like this written out rarely feel good in practice. Let's be honest. Letting go of the old is hard. Let's go back to that scripture that I read from Isaiah. God very clearly shows the Israelites that it's time to go. He delivers them from Egypt out of slavery, out of captivity. He calls them out of the old and into something new. So they go, the whole Red Sea thing happens, Pharaoh's armies get swallowed up by the sea, and the Israelites escape on dry land, but then they're in the desert. One thing about the desert that I know is the same for anyone going through a barren desert season. There are a lot more questions in the desert than there are answers. How are we going to feed all these people? How do we know we're going in the right direction? And of course, everyone's favorite question while in transit, are we there yet? In the desert, we wonder if we should just go back. Maybe it would be better if we were just back in slavery. At least there was food. At least we had a place to stay. Hmm. How many of you have gone through a desert season? Anyone ever have to walk through a difficult transition? Maybe you're walking through one right now. Let me just encourage you with this incredible truth about the desert. God is still present in the desert. God is still with you. Check this out. The Israelites saw God provide what they needed every day with manna, their daily bread. They learned to trust him as they followed a pillar of cloud by day and and fire by night. They kept trusting, they kept going, and God led them every day to an incredible new. I don't think the promised land is as much about a physical location that God was bringing his people to as much as it was the people he was building in the process. In the desert, God builds character. He builds trust, faith. He establishes community. All of this happens over time. As we let go of the old, God does a work of new in us and through us. That new thing that God is doing is a central idea to the Bible narrative. It's what he does. It's what he desires. It's who God is. We see throughout the Bible a God that brings life to lifeless things, shining light in the darkness, and making ways where there are no other ways. The ultimate end of God's redemptive plan is to make all things new. Now hear me, church. This is so important You are a new creation in Christ. Jesus doesn't come in and fix up the old broken humanity and keep it running like a 1995 Toyota Camry so we can get to work and do business as usual. No, that's not how it works. You know, uh, right around the corner from FCC, there used to be a little uh, 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 phone repair place called You Break, I Fix. I used to always think that was really funny, that name, You Break, I Fix. Well, Well, Jesus is not like You Break, I Fix. He's not fixing the cracked screen on your iPhone. This is a whole new device we're talking about here. It's like the brand new, like iPhone 16, iPhone 316. Can I say that? Okay, that was a really bad joke. Anyways, Jesus is not the patch job, okay? That's the thing I'm trying to say. Jesus is bringing salvation to us in a way that has never been done before, so much so that it can't even be compared to the old ways. Sure, there's echoes and fingerprints of God's design, but but when God says it's new, it's new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. No matter what your pain or struggle, no matter what your sin or doubts may be, if you're not even sure what to think about God, guess what? Whether you know it or not, Jesus is speaking a new story right here and right now. In the book of Romans, Paul puts it so well. In Romans 6, verse 6 through 8, he says, We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. (laughs) This is the very essence of what resurrection is. Old life ending and new life beginning, only possible through Christ. This is not a resolution sermon that I'm preaching here. This is not a talk about how to be a better version of you or how to put an action plan in place that'll set you up for success in 2023. I'm not going to sell you on getting fit or eating right or being more generous. That's, that's for another time. But what I will leave you with is these three very simple practices that I know will help you live into the new creation. Change your posture. Posture. It's a noun. A particular way of dealing with or considering something. An approach or attitude. Change your attitude. Change your approach. One of the most significant things I've learned when I know I need to change is that I need to pray. Prayer changes me. It changes the way I see God. Instead of asking God for stuff when I pray, I simply ask God what it is that he is wanting to do. What are the things that he's trying to say? And then I expect a reply. When we face situations that are difficult, with family, friends, or at work, ask God, what are you wanting to do in this situation? What truth are you trying to speak to me? What are you doing and and what are you saying? Get into a practice of doing that. And I promise you, you will see new creation happening around you all the time. Rest. This is the second one. I know this one is hard. You know on the airplane they always tell you to put your air mask on first before helping others, right? You're no good to anybody if you can't breathe. Self-care is so important. Don't burn the candle at both ends. Make time for rest. Be at peace. Find time to be alone with God. Make it a priority. Be present Back in that verse in Isaiah 43, in the message translation, it says it this way Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Be present, pay attention. Don't miss what God is about to do. Be here now. Sometimes we're in such a hurry to get to the next thing that we never allow ourselves to experience the here and now. We fill the space with busyness and we don't give ourselves any time to actually be present in the moment. Allowing ourselves to feel, allowing ourselves to experience all the new that God is doing. You know, as we enter a new year, there's a lot of new happening, especially here at Maison and First Christian Church. Change isn't always easy. In fact, sometimes new things are scary, and they challenge us out of our comforts. Things are changing at First Christian Church. The things that used to work don't work anymore. We've had to embrace a lot of changes. Some of them are difficult to embrace. It might be new music, instruments, paint colors, chairs, versus pews, or or maybe even the new kinds of people that are coming to church. But we also know that if the 100-year legacy of FCC is going to continue through the next 100 years, things need to change. Change is inevitable, but change is rarely easy. And things are changing for Maison Mission as well. We're not the online-only church that we started as. We now are a church with a physical location. We started meeting indoors at a bar because we didn't want things to feel like a church, and, and now we're meeting in a church we've had big shifts in leadership happen this last year and some of the people who we started the maison journey with might not be the same people we start this new year with things rarely stay the same change is inevitable but it's still hard to let go but i want to encourage you to press in to those practices of rest posture and presence that i shared with you about be open-handed We're all about to head into a new year that's going to be filled with changes. Remember what that song, Closing Time, says. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. We have to let go of what was in order to grab hold of the new thing God is doing. New creation is here. Are you ready for it? Are you paying attention? God is doing a work in our midst right here and right now. I don't want to miss it. Do you? Will you pray with me? God, I thank you that you are continually doing a new work. God, you're doing that work in me, and you're doing that work in my friends here who are listening. God, I pray that you would continue to reveal the new thing that you're doing, that you would continue to help us to let go of what was, to embrace what is ahead of us, the new thing, the new creation, the new beauty, the new way that you are showing us how to live, how to be, how to become. Lord, we trust you. We trust you with the future because you have proven yourself trustworthy. Lord, you are good. You are faithful. And God, we just want to press into these spaces, Lord, that you're creating for us to see your goodness, to know that you are good, to know that others can see you as a good God who loves us, that, that we matter in your kingdom. Lord, and that your kingdom is here. God, we are so thankful for your love, Lord, for your church. and We just pray that we can be a part of the beautiful thing that you are doing. In your name, amen. I want to spend a couple minutes being present with the Lord and letting him minister to us. I know this might be weird for some of us, but, but just take a few minutes right now, as this next song is about to play, and just pray Change your posture before God. Ask God, what are the things that you're speaking and doing all around me as we head into this new year? Ask God to wake you up to the reality of new creation all around you. Maybe this is a time for you to respond to a simple call uh, to repentance. And I know repentance is a weird word that, that a lot of people don't like to hear in church because of bullhorns and all that stuff has kind of ruined the beauty of the meaning of repentance. But Repentance really just means to stop, to turn towards God, and to move in his direction. To about face and gaze upon his beauty, goodness, and love. To realize that Jesus is the light of the world and to allow his light to expose every bit of our darkness. It's all about new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Let's sing together.